Christian. Uh, we're in the same room again. Yeah. I'm still in Los Angeles. Uh, we're rounding out, what is this, episode 98? Yeah. Weird. How you feel about that? Mm. We've done 98 of these things. <laughs> mm. I, when I a think, little bit of trepidation. No, because when I think the 90s, I think the 90s, the 1990s. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing about this, you know. Right. Like as we as we were as we were uh, climbing our way up the numerical first hundred, I'm like, oh, this twenties, this is our roaring twenties, right. baby. This is this all the good. Groovy sixties when right. you moved out to L.A. Yeah. You know, that was sixties, yeah, late sixties, yeah. right, late sixties. Whoa, yeah, all right, which is the death of the whole like, right. And right around the seventies, Rona kicked in. Right, you know, gas crisis, Rona. Yeah. The 80s, I don't really remember, which is fair because everybody was coked out of their minds. Right. Drinking I mean, a lot. It, Reagan was running around. It scams, you know. We learned about white supremacy in the 80s. Yeah. We talked a lot about that. We relearned that. And that's where the roots of it started in this country. So So to answer your question, when, when we get to the 90s, I think 1998, I'm like, what even came out in 98? I mean, dude, you know? Shakespeare and Love won at the Oscars in 98, I'm pretty sure. Mm. So that's uh, this episode's gonna be bad. Should we just skip this one? And go straight yeah. to ninety nine. What was in ninety nine though? That dope Prince Yo, song. Lots. Yeah, but that Prince song, which was not released in ninety nine, but was but about nineteen ninety nine. About nineteen ninety nine, and it has nothing but good things to say about it, as we all know. Also, Fight Club, mm. The Matrix. Oh. I'm sure some other things. Yeah, something. Yeah, it was. There were more movies than just those two, probably. Those were know still relevant to this day some you, would say well do you think that would be like a really interesting thing of what we did instead of like had 50 fucking movies a year is if we just like hey there's gonna be 24 movies a year only in theaters oh i thought you were gonna say just two or three well no because really think about it two per good. month that's like that's what i'm allotting and uh so it's like there is this this sort of event aspect to mm. going to the movies again as opposed to like you know what it is now which right is, it would become like a real hierarchical I'm sure I'm saying that word good uh, <laughs> thing in Hollywood. Like, who gets to direct those movies? You know, who gets to act in them? Uh, well, well, well. You, I think it's going to become like monster truck rallies. That's what I've said. Like, Hollywood's oh. definitely moving towards big event sort of like uh, oh. bring the whole family Monday, Monday, Monday. I thought you were know? going to have like Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth like battle it out in a monster truck arena. An actual you know? monster truck. It is weird that we haven't been able to make the monster truck genre. Right. Uh, work in the modern context of today's cinema. I mean, they're literally tr- well, they try. They did yeah. literal monster, monster trucks. trucks where it was monsters inside of trucks. Yeah. And apparently that and I could be wrong, but that movie like literally like a producer asked their four year old yeah. son or mm-hmm. something like, what's an idea for a movie? And they're like, oh, monster trucks or a monster in a truck. And then they made a movie out of it. OK, you know, what's funny about that? And we've told mm. this story before. Uh, uh, Dan Harmon, Rob Schraub, they they wrote Monster House. And the actual pitch of that movie was Monster House. The house is a monster. And that got them. That was Schraub. Pitching yeah, it. of course it was. Yeah. But, but, but the point that I'm making here is like this poor kid does the exact same thing. But but something that's real. Monster trucks are actually real. Like yeah. he actually did something where Shrub just like shrubbed a, like a fucking house and a monster together. And so it's just like, what lessons does Hollywood teach you there? It teaches you that like it's just totally fucking like cold randomness. There's no design to it. Like right. how's Monster House a thing, but Monster Trucks isn't? You know. You know, like some of the biggest uh, movies of the past ever. You know, since movies have been made, are really fucking simple. Like John Wick. It's about a guy just fights a lot of people. Yeah. That's it. You know, <sighs> people love it. So full disclosure, and you know this, but mm. for the listeners, I have never uh, <laughs> watched John Wick. I never watched the first one, never watched the second one. We recently went out to the desert for a few days. More right. on that in a little bit. Um, and as you do in the desert, throwing some John Wick. John Wick. At your behest. Now, my relationship with John Wick is uh, never watched it except for the one time that I was in Brooklyn with you. Yeah. Uh, right I before I left. Yeah. And you showed me the knife fight scene in the third yeah. one. So I'm watching this movie and like, I just don't get it. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's nothing to get. It's fine. Don't get me wrong. It's cool. Yeah. But it's like, oh, this is the whole. And just like yeah, surprisingly. You were really getting hung up on the mythology of it. Because they constantly remind you that there's this mythology. Right. Why are you reminding me of this? Like, So, like, you'd be fine with a movie where it just said, like, literal title card, scene one, uh, and then he just fights, sure. and then scene two, uh, another fight, like, no like connective thread. Apparently. Right. Uh-oh. Oh, by the way, this is your new thing, your new catchphrase is, uh-oh, I don't know if you want to talk about that, we can get back to it, but uh, I'm loving it, and... No, m- mostly just loving it. I think it's great. 
think it's going to stick around. Probably not. Uh, but no, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's like all like it, it seems more intellectually honest. You know, the first one made sense to me. Right. Like it was such a clear uh, inciting incident. They killed his dog for some reason. Yeah. Um, they were dicks. They fucked up his car, killed his dog. Right. And then he's like, I'm going to get revenge. But right. I told you, like, from what I understand about this movie, there's like zero stakes or conflict in the movie. Like you think it's going to be like because isn't it like uh, it's isn't it uh, uh, Theon Greyjoy in the first movie or something? Yeah. OK. So he, he like kills the dog or whatever. And then his dad finds out what he's done and his dad's like don't you know what you've done right. don't you know who that is his dad's like a <laughs> russian mob boss or something okay well my yeah. point is like I, I expect at that point based on what hollywood has taught me by watching a million of these fucking movies that it's going to be 20 minutes of like he i don't give a shit he has never met someone like me pop but apparently it's not what happens apparently he's like immediately on board he's like okay i fucked up what yeah. am i gonna do about this right yeah and he gets like killed spoiler alert like halfway through that movie mm. then the rest of the movie is about like Yo, John Wick, I get what you did and why you did it, but that's still my son. Right. I can't allow that to happen, but he says that in a Russian accent. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it's more more violence, more chaos that ensues. And then just ends. It just eventually ends. And you said the second one picks up seconds after the first one. Yeah, like the that, entire franchise. This the is entire all franchise. like over the course of like a weekend. A really rough weekend for John Wick. How is he uh, recovering from the injuries he sustains in the earlier films? He's, <laughs> like, he's, like he's going the fucking to like, Hulk, man. He's going to like know, a Regenipod like or something. Yeah, he's like like I just like a Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, why not? Because there's that. That's a fan casting. People are trying to get Keanu to be Wolverine, which makes absolutely no sense. But hey, yeah. let let them let them have their hopes. Well, you know? Wait, isn't Wolverine? And we've talked about this before. Isn't Wolverine like a little guy, like a short guy? Um, like he's jacked, but he's short. He's uh, like Devito height. I, mean, I don't think he's Devito height. Oh, okay, he's taller than that. Like Charlie Day height? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a soft 5'10", you know? Got like you. A little yeah. bit above the average, but not a towering... Yeah, of course. My, my you know, my reference for heights is always sunny characters. Is that so, it? Yeah. So what's the tallest? Uh, Dennis? Is Dennis the tallest? Yeah. Okay. Well, but it just seems like that's kind of your middle point. I mean, I don't know. Like, what's your... You know? like, like I didn't say it was a good system, all right? Uh, like, just, so you're trying to poke holes in it. It's just a system. Yeah. yeah. All right. Man's got to have a code. I get it. <laughs> we watched John Wick in the desert. We yeah. started with the third one, yeah. which I didn't think would be a problem. But you were like, whoa, there's an adjudicator in the mix. Right. There's <laughs> other things going on. There's dogs maybe dying, maybe not. No, they killed that dog. You I like really, that you said... You've been really upset with me the past... Uh, like, every other movie I suggest we watch, there's a dog that dies. Why? It. Why is that a motif that you continually shove down my fucking throat? I it's just don't understand it. On purpose. It's just like mm. it's, it's <laughs> no. One, one time's an accident. Two's a coincidence. Three times. That's a fucking design. I think you're just seeing patterns where none exists. You know. You've recommended you, I don't know twenty movies and like fucking ten of them have dead dogs in them. Like, you know, we just watched this <laughs> QAnon thing and it's like just like them. You know, they're tilting at windmills. You know, they're they're freaking out. They they think that there are patterns where there are none. Well, let me ask you: uh, How many times before something? becomes a legitimate thing like like outside of your bit here where you're trying to gaslight me into thinking that this isn't a fucking calculated thing on your part how many times you see something before you're like all right well maybe i should probably pay that some attention 52 52 Wait, you times want an exact number like one per week 52 if that if you have one per week mm-hmm. then then you know it's a pattern then i'm like hey maybe i should look into this a little bit i gotta more. tell you it's 49 more times than the scientific method would say it's like eh, do it three times if it's, it's the same <laughs> extra scientific you know I feel like the scientific method doesn't go far enough. I actually sort of agree with that because think about this. Like we talk about flipping a coin, flip a coin 10 times, you might get nine times tails, right? right. Why would you stop at three science? And I, and, I, and they don't, to be fair, like real, real science doesn't. But like on our end, like on our end, the, the forward facing sort of fucking consumer grade version of science. So like just check your answers three times. That's all it takes. Right. I think it's a little irresponsible. Yeah, you know? we need to do way more. Everything <laughs> needs to be way more time consuming. We ever get? Do you think we ever phone in the scientific results oh. just because we're like, ah, fuck it? <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna believe in global warming or anything until I see it 52 times over and over. Go on. <laughs> I don't know what else you want from me. What do you? How do you feel about this? Uh, these vaccines. You hear about these vaccines? Oh, the COVID vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if 52 people take it and they're okay, then that's a large enough sample size for me. Uh, well, I mean, outside of our bad math, I mean, like, like legit, like, yeah, so- uh, honestly, it freaks me out a little bit, like, but it's maybe an irrational fear. I don't know. We're living in this weird time. Like, again, going back to conspiracies where like some conspiracy theories do hold water, right? like the literal conspiracy of, you know, the Trump ca- campaign to 
you know, sow disinformation into the election cycle or whatever. Uh, so, like, you've got to discern, like, what's a crazy conspiracy theory and what's a legit one. <laughs> Which it didn't used to be, like, the, the whole etymology of a conspiracy theory was something literally given, like, the government coined it right. to the press because they gave out the official, like, Kennedy uh, mm -hmm. Commission or whatever, right? What is that? Is that the Warren Commission? I think so. So they do that, and then it's literally like, hey, this is the official story. Anyone who says otherwise, they're fucking weird. Fuck those dudes and call it a conspiracy theory. It's meant to be disparaging right off the top. Right. Now it's sort of like a badge of honor. People yeah, are like, like, yeah. Yeah, I believe at least one conspiracy theory. You know, but we've done this a lot. It's like, mm. which conspiracy theory holds water? Like We were talking about this a little bit, and it's like, I don't know, the Kennedy thing? Well, like, I, has I mean, plausibility, you know? I yeah. think that's the point of a conspiracy theory. It needs to at least be slightly plausible. I mean, a lot of these things are plausible because we have so much distance from them that right. we don't know. Like, I wasn't there when the Hindenburg went down. I wasn't there when Kennedy got shot, you know? Like, I expect uh, these things to kind of become more prominent as we get super further away. Yeah. Like, like, the idea is, like, 100 years from now, if you want to say we never landed on the moon, like, well, probably no one was alive when that happened. So, right. like, you can, and I think that's my point. It's just, like, I understand skepticism mm. at, at a certain point. Not when we're, like, having people who are alive and, like, you could just go call them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. just weird to me that there's that weird debate. Uh, but I still think, like, the whole purpose of plausibility is, like, could we have faked the moon landing? We could have. We could have. But is but it I plausible? Mean, like, <laughs> yeah, like it goes back to Occam's razor. And yeah. I know you talk shit about John of Occam, like who names themselves after, you know, a thing. But, uh, you know, like uh, it says uh, the simplest, uh, you know, uh, thing is probably the right thing. Mm, okay. Well, <laughs> right. The most likely obvious answer is probably the answer. I yeah. think I said exactly those words. Mm, so, yeah. Okay. You know, sure. Nailed yeah. it the first time. <laughs> but is, th is there. Let me ask you this. Has there ever been like a conspiracy theory that you did see and you you needed a minute where you were like, oh, shit, maybe this is sort of real. Like it, it changed the way you perceived something. Flat Earth. No, I don't know. Uh, fucking <laughs> we, we've 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 definitely talked about this a lot, you know, and I've talked about Titanic. Right. Was one of them. Uh, nine eleven was an inside job. Bush right. did it, right? And also Dick Cheney. You think that, or you're just saying that? No, I'm just saying it took me a second where I was like, "Whoa, where did that other plane go?" But I was, you know, nineteen. <laughs> I was impressionable. Where did the other plane go? Yeah, I like that it all. It like all these conspiracies hinge on like such an obvious answer. Right. That they think people like well, we're, well we're <laughs> we were fact checking loose change in real time, and yeah. it's like their their big linchpin was like the plane just disappeared, and then I went on Wikipedia and I was like, no, they found it. See it. It's right it's all over there. there. There's pictures yeah. of it. There's the bodies. <laughs> it's you know terrible, but it's true. Well, that's like when I was trying to pitch time travel. I watched The Evil Dead, and and I was real convinced that Sam Raimi had created time travel. To which you summarily rejected mm -hmm. uh, and try to fact check me in real time. Yeah. Uh, beta cuck soy boy that you are to try to sure. keep down the real the real truth of the world. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like I, it, when, when that becomes your crusade, it seems like that's part of your identity. It's like, how can you be trusted? Clearly, your narrative has been thwart not thwarted, like uh, uh, distorted, rather. You yeah. know, that's where you are. That's so where I am. Yeah. I mean, how can we trust you? I didn't say you could trust me. Okay, so everything you say is suspect, right? So I you're mean, make up a conspiracy theory for me. Oh God! Here we go. Why? Why? You know you're with a, with an Irish accent. With an <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the Irish potato famine. Oh shit! Uh, never happened. Oh, that's a hot take. A lot of your ancestors, Seamus, uh, were, Gov were government was going in there. Yeah. Wee hours of the morning. Okay. Picking all the potatoes. Yeah. Uh, putting shit potatoes in there. Okay. And then the people would wake up. They go, "Where are our potatoes? Yeah, we're gonna starve." So they had the shit potatoes. And then the aristocracy okay. in Ireland <laughs> was eating real good, lots of starch. I feel got like very fat. I feel like you, you, you were just thinking, "What's the word that's they gonna sound died off. super Irish if I say it?" <laughs> you thought aristocracy, and then you peppered it in. But that's fine. Continue. My bad. Aristocracy. Uh, this is a true story. Okay. The aristocracy <laughs> got very fat on all those starchy potatoes. Uh, died off. Uh, democracy was born. Yeah. Famine ended. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that Irish accent was the equivalent of uh, like Nicholas Cage's Southern accent and Ghost Rider. Yeah. I mean, when you were doing it, it was great. Okay. Right. <laughs> Much like you know Nick Cage when he's doing it, he's great. When he's <laughs> doing it, he's there. 
He's alive. It's just a question of consistently doing it the whole time. Yeah. Which I did not do. Well, you tried. I can't even do it. That's the thing. You went there. You know, you went places that uh, I couldn't dream of. Sersha. <laughs> uh, what, what are some other Irish names? Uh, uh, Molly. Molly? Yeah. Molly is Irish. Uh, My, Annie. Annie? Yeah. Annie. Yeah, my dear Annie. I watched The Gangs of New York. That's in there. Danny boy. Yeah, Danny. Pipes, I feel like, because well, what are you asking? Irish or Gaelic names, you know? Like, well, like, there, there's some pretty wild names out there, like Saoirse. Like, I'm talking about, like, the fucking weird Irish names. I'm going to look it up right now. Do you ever now. look at, like, the Welsh alphabet, and you're like, get out of here. Like, what, what, what are we doing there? Uh, no. They got, like, 29 letters or something. Yo, not to cut in here, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> These names are weird. Niam, Aiden, yeah. yeah. Medib. Why is Aiden weird? That's a regular ass name. Just, you know, just bear with me. Okay, you're just throwing a, nor- a normie in there for comparison's sake. Yeah, okay. Medib. That's good. Uh, Ossian. Mm-hmm. Annie. You not know, a- not Annie. I want to. Th- I want to tell you that I I did this entire bit. <laughs> I made you speak in this Irish because I wanted you to get closer to your Irish roots. You know, something you don't talk about very often. Well, it's because like I, even though I have an Irish last name, yeah. I don't have a lot of Irish blood. Mm-hmm. It's very diluted along no. with a bunch of other European things. That doesn't matter. I'm mainly Italian. No, you are what you are, and which is mainly Italian. Yeah, but you know, at least I'm as Hungarian as oh. I am Irish. Well, I think. Why don't you embrace both of those? I don't know, know anything about Hungary. What do you want to know? Uh, what are they into? Uh, um, eating. What do they like? Because they're hungry. All what the time. do they like to listen to? Uh, the sounds of them eating. Just the sounds of them That's eating. It. They don't symphony. have music over uh, there. Well, they got a couple composers. Yeah, but they of don't. Course. They don't listen to it. Yeah, Franz Liszt's. Right. I think was I Liszt. think was Hungarian. Was I have he? no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. If I nailed it, by the way, if I just pulled out a fucking Hungarian composer, like right. I I want the 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 classical music nerds to feed me for a month. I'll fact check in real time. You do know that like a big part of our demographic is classical music nerds, so <laughs> like we will get a so. response yeah. on that. <laughs> Uh, but I'm gonna look it up anyway. All right, in. Sure. Your answer was technically correct. However, your pronunciation was off, and then they give me a fucking 25 minute lesson. Yo, uh, am I right? You were right. Nailed it. I know my classical music. I'm not a total rube. I would never claim that about you. Anybody Just, that would. What partial rube is that? Gonna, is that what you're setting up? I don't like it. No. Don't pepper in your compliments with this. Oh. What is that? It's when you compliment someone to to like get them into a, a false sense of security. Right. And then insult them. See, I, I think that you're just ready for the insult that's not going to happen, so you say it first. Yeah. But it's not going to happen. It's, um, what is it called? A precautionary strike. Right. You know? Yeah, like. it, was, it was George Bush, uh, Iraq War, preemptive Yeah, preemptive well, if strike. I don't do it, you know, they're going to probably maybe do it, so i got to definitely do it. Because right. as Batman versus Superman taught us, if there's even a 1% possibility that Superman's an enemy... So, I've been... <laughs> Uh, Do you want to confess that we watched that movie? I've been pretty high for the past two weeks, and uh, I forgot that we even watched that yesterday. <laughs> we watched on a whim for no reason. Because when you've been here, I think one of the themes is that we've been trying to watch really bad movies in hope of having that like delirious fun moment where something is so bad it then crosses that threshold right. once more into being a hero. What you know. The- yeah, well, I mean, like, think uh, as a character, Clamp from Gremlins 2. Like, yeah. that's what we want out of a movie experience. You're supposed to hate that motherfucker. He ends up being the most likable person in the whole goddamn yeah. movie. Yeah, he's so endearing. Yeah. If President Trump was like Clamp, I'd be into it. Right, I think we all would. Yeah. Uh, and that's all we wanted, but instead, we watched Suicide Squad, which is just miserable. Yeah, it's a miserable Fuck, film. that's a bad movie. Uh, and then, for some reason, throwing good money at bad money, we're like... <clears throat> Hey, <laughs> Batman v Superman and Dawn of Justice. Uh, Ultimate edition. Ultimate edition. So the three hour and three minute version. Yeah, yeah 303. Watched a couple of those. Mm. That one, though. Uh, yeah, that's a movie where we were just yelling. I mean, kind of at each other. Like, it was a lot of anger. It was really strange because it was misplaced. <laughs> like, if anyone was just hearing us, they'd be like, why are these two mad at each other? <laughs> and it's just me being really shitty about every decision being made in that movie. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, the first, like, hour of it is just, like, about, like, geopolitics, but not in a smart way. Yeah. You know, it's just showing, like, different terrorist attacks and mm-hmm. murders and executions mm. and human trafficking and Batman is killing people because he doesn't give a fuck now, I guess. Yeah. 
It's weird. Which there's an interesting story in all of this. It just it doesn't seem like it's just the most convoluted thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, it's not of a piece, you know. It's just like it's a simple story. Batman fights Superman, but they just muck it up over <laughs> three hours and make it as complicated as they can. Uh, I mean, but but I guess like how how do you even improve that movie? And we were talking about that. It's like you can't edit anything out. It's not like a bl- it's just like a, a writing problem, you right? Know? And I just think like the problem is always going to be that Superman's a hard character to write for. Mm. I was pitching like just motherfuck any of the superhero shit. People mm. won't want to watch it. Yeah. Just make like a like a fucked up romance stalker movie with Lois Lane and Superman. You were pitching that. Yeah. Uh, where like his Superman like has a fucking ear out for everything. He can see through walls too. Right. Right. Seriously. Think about that. That's weird. He has every power. Yeah. But I wanted to get creepy. I wanted right. to get really weird. Like like he's like listening to her inside of her body and shit like that. And he's just like, oh, you got a uh, growth there, you know? And it seems helpful, sure, but it's just like out. she can't even like... Right. You know? She's like, uh... It's just, it's it's weird. And I want that stalker where she's like, I just need time, Superman. And he's like, I'll give you... And I need space, Superman. So he literally goes to space. Right. Doing his little messianic pose. still like pose. keeping an eye on her. Well, that's my point. Like, in there's space. no space in the fucking world that's going to stop him from knowing every single thing that Lois Lane is doing at any given moment. Right. It's almost a fucking curse. Like, and that's what I want. Like, you know, what that Invisible Man did something interesting right. uh, by just making basically about gaslighting. Like, and how right. like we're very quick to say that woman was crazy. Right. Uh, why not do that? You know, with like the ultimate stalker boyfriend, it, and you play it a little bit like Invisible Man. Yeah. Cast Elizabeth Moss as Lois Lane. Whoa. Get her to reprise the role. Who's playing Soups? Eliz- Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. <laughs> Make it real awkward. Whoa. <laughs> Plus, I think we're ready for like an actual because that like that's the kind of transformation we need from Superman. Yeah. Like Chris Reeves really nailed that shit. Just right. a bumbling, like totally different. Whereas like Henry Cavill still looks like a fucking like jack dude wearing a shirt with right. no journalism degree. Right. Uh, somehow is a beat reporter who wants to report on Batman. Yeah. And nobody lets him. <laughs> that's like a whole subplot in that movie. Like that, like nobody thinks Batman is newsworthy. Well, we talked about this too, which is just like. It, that's clearly a, a choice that was made. Like yeah. the next version of Superman is going to be like him working for like a TMZ, like a blog thing, right. because it would have to be because the, the whole concept of like Superman being a uh, journalist adjacent was purely yeah. like a choice of the time right. <laughs> that it was written in and no like, longer works, by the way. Like realistically, you're Superman. You've got a fortress of solitude. You can fly anywhere in a blink of an eye. Like, why do you need to hold down a job for appearances? Right. Appearances to who? You can go to the fucking North Pole. Just continue being Superman all the time. It's weird that he ever left the North Pole. Like, right. isn't that where this Fortress of Solitude is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, it's just weird because it's a Fortress of Solitude. He could be a literal Santa Claus from there. He could be. Yo. Make the world better that way. That's what I want. I want that film. Like, he could be a stalker, but also Santa Claus. And it's like his beard grows little by little throughout the right. whole thing. And there's well, there's got to be, like, a crisis. Like, who's... Like how how well, who am I wants gonna to stop, stop Christmas? Zod Zod Junior. Zod Junior comes back and he's a and liberal deliver or all something. The presents in time. <laughs> it's a war on Christmas and Superman simultaneously. I'm into it. I mean, yeah, yeah you could you could take the political angle too. Yeah, war on Christmas, yeah, yeah no, I for mean, sure. I, I thought that's where you were heading. I mean, you know, you 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 took us there. Uh, we could call it like Superman War on Christmas. <laughs> um, bring in the Kirk Cameron crowd. Maybe Kirk Cameron could make an appearance right. as Zod Junior. Oh, okay. So just to be clear, uh, Fred Armisen is Superman, Elizabeth Moss is Lois Lane, and uh, the uh, the just incomparable Kirk Cameron. And we'll wrap it up in a tight, you know, 300 minutes. All right. Yeah, that's doable. It gives us enough wiggle room, right? Yeah. Well, They'll release that into five hours. Hey, like computers are maybe a thing of the past. So, like, we could take the Netflix model, you know, people stop it whenever they want. They come back to it. Uh, like who's gonna win this war on Christmas? <laughs> who's gonna do it? What if you never watch it? You know, because I always think that's like one of those interesting things. They're doing stuff with like video games, like that free guy movie that's coming out or whatever. Yeah, you're. You, you I'm really not. Like I mentioned, you really want to see this three movie. times, and you're like, you're so into it. No, I'm not. I had to do reporting. It's on like it. the fifth time. No, but but what I'm saying <laughs> is like, imagine if like you like like Groundhog's Day, right? Mm. But you you live within a movie on Netflix. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So every time like someone plays that movie you're reliving the events of that movie do you understand what i'm saying like like think about being a character inside a movie on netflix right. someone presses play all yeah. right and now you're going through the story okay right. but then that movie ends and then someone else somewhere across the world fucking presses play again 
and then it's you, oh. Groundhog. Like you're you're where you're the only one inside this movie that realizes you're a fictional character. Can you change the movie, or are you like stuck in like autopilot? That's kind of the point, right? So that this is my so spin like a, on the Groundhog's Day genre, which is it's totally so become it's a genre. Like, it's now. like Groundhog's Day meets being John Malkovich, kind yeah. of. I mean, seriously, I think this is actually Whoa. a genius idea. Let me TM this before someone. <laughs> Tries to take it. That, that's what it takes to TM something, right? Just to say you're TM. Yeah, yeah, verbal trademark. No, but but okay. And so my point is this: like, what happens to the people existentially when uh, they, uh, you know, they, someone pauses it in the world, and then suddenly, like, you're just in suspended animation. You know, right. like you can't do anything. And it's weird because I like to think that every time on everyone's personal account, a new copy, it's like a Black Mirror situation, a new copy of you is made. Mm. So if they pause you and they never fucking finish you, you're just stuck in this. So uh, there are multiple copies of you existing simultaneously, simultaneously at different time states. Right. So I think the goal would be to try to break through to the other universes. To the other side. And we, we blast the doors, break on through to the other side as you're trying to punch through a flat screen. Right. Because here's the thing. I don't want any ambiguity. All right. I want the musical cues to tell me exactly what's happening on screen. Right. And when we break on through, we end up in a, a Vietnamese jungle. And then obviously. Wait, they break on through in the Vietnamese jungle. Credence plays. Uh, what? Yeah. Um, this is a swerve. <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, <laughs> you don't know where you are in the other universes. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they, they've just got a flat screen set up in the Vietnamese jungle. Yeah. Okay. You just fall right out, like the lady ring lady. Nice. Yeah. Just hang out with some rice farmers or whatever they do. Do you not think this is a genius idea? I actually I love think it. this is actually pretty smart. Like I, I think I just got to learn how to write it. But right. Because what would be the? All right. Let's. All right. Put on the fucking Campbell hat for a second here. All right. All right. What is the crux of that story? Someone realizes that they're living in a world that is not, you know, their right. own. So they need to break out of it. As a result, they got to go to where, you know, like they go to Netflix. They go talk to Ted Sarandos like I he's mean, in the film. We've got to have some kind of either comedy, action or horror scene where they break through the TV. Right. And they're in front of a bunch of people who are freaking out. Right. Like, do they attack? Are they like, let's help you? So this is sort of Groundhog's Day meets Last Action Hero. Meets the ring. Meets the of. ring. That's an elevator pitch. Yeah. They're going to be like, which parts of those three are, right. are you melding together? And like, again, we'll wrap it up in a tight <laughs> 300 minutes. Yeah, I'm just like, sign me to an overall deal. You can find out. You know, because that's my favorite, like, David Lynch story where he tells the beginning of Mulholland Drive. Mm. but do- And they're like, and then what happens next? And he's like, you got to buy the pilot to find out. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, and like, then they bought the pilot and they were like, yeah, nah, we don't, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimate backfire, Lynch. You tried. Anyway, it's a billion dollar idea. And uh, no yeah, one steal it. At least a bill, maybe two, <laughs> maybe two bill. Yeah. That's got franchise material. Shit. We can make a theme park out of that one. Yo, well. <laughs> um, it might be here to stay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've come up with a lot of you know great characters and catchphrases just in the past couple of weeks. I've been here, Sleepy Sherpa. Sleepy Sherpa made great. some appearances <laughs> when we went out to the desert, especially. Uh, yeah, Desert was cool. Yeah, you know? how did you feel about that? I mean, you've seen Desert before, but how it's, was it returning? It's pretty, you know, and we, we went at a good time, you know, it's like been 60-something degrees out every day since mm-hmm. I've been here, except for today and yesterday. Um, yeah, I couldn't ask for better weather. No, you really lucked out. I mean, look, yeah. it's it's fine, like, 10 months out of the year, but it is really fucking hot those other couple months. Right. So it's like you really came, I think, at the best time possible. Yeah, I got to know? wear a light jacket, yeah. you know. And it's sweater weather, baby. Yeah, baby. That's what it's about. Well, what's uh, you know, so obviously LA different vibe than uh, than the desert. But right. what's what's been your favorite part of the trip so far? I mean, I I do love the desert just visually. You know, mm-hmm. it's just empty and blank and open. I saw a yodi. Oh yeah, you saw a coyote. That's coyote. true. I like saw a couple coyotes. We, we, you and I saved a child. Like that no. coyote was gonna kill that kid. Yeah, this was not a desert coyote, so I don't know if there's like a difference in temperament. But we <laughs> saw, uh, we we were doing like a little baby trail out in Griffith Park yeah. uh, by like the uh, you know closed down zoo abandoned yeah, yeah. zoo area or whatever. Uh, and as we were walking back to the car, we saw a fucking coyote. Well, actually, we were sitting at a picnic table. Right. We saw a coyote. Um, and then we saw that coyote start to follow a child, a young child, walking by its child self. Yeah. And we're like, we got to do something about this. Sprang to action, <laughs> uh, made some loud noises, and saved that kid's life. Uh, what thanks did we get? Zero. L- literally 
nothing. Like I was so I was so kind of sad about it because I, I thought know. we deserved to. Why do anything good if you're not going to get immediate praise <laughs> and recognition for it? Yeah, the whole pay it forward thing is bullshit. Yeah, you know? Hilary Joel Osment was wrong clearly. Well, he didn't write that movie, but Man, he was in it. <laughs> but he espoused the propaganda all the same, didn't he? Right. I'm that not going to let that child off the fucking hook. <laughs> that movie's weird, though, for real. Like, what, what, what is the message of that movie? Like, pay it forward, sure, but, like, he dies for no reason. Right, cosmic comeuppance, uh, right. and it doesn't suit the story. When I was a kid, my mom, like, loved that movie because she loved Sixth Sense. Sure. And so he was a star. We real like, big Haley Joel fan, your mom. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like, she, the early years, anyway. Right, you know, not like, the later Tusk <laughs> onward years where he took acting lessons yeah. and got good again. Yeah. He got better, I think. Got better, yeah. That's the sad thing, but he doesn't have that role. God, I would love to see him just recreate that role today or remake The Sixth Sense as him being Bruce Willis. And the kid. <laughs> you digitally break them over and you just put it. Then they did that with the Unbreakable movie. They just took the old scenes and like upgraded them to 4K and like, eh, same movie. No problem. I think problem. that's all we need. Yeah. I mean, why not? I'm into it. All right. Let's get Haley Joel in the mix. <laughs> Who do we got to talk to? Uh, for whatever future projects we do, I think we've established that Haley Joel uh, works. He, he doesn't give a shit. Let's get him in there. No, listen, all, all, all like legitimately all jokes aside, I like really love that guy I, I think he i think he does really commit and, it, and like no ego about yeah. it either you know yeah. like can we like get him in like a gritty reboot uh retelling <laughs> of the stinky cheese man the stinky cheese man that's what that's the well, one he's, you he's want kind of got a blockhead sure you know so like wouldn't have to do too much post work yeah that's all i got so far okay you want to hit the ground running with this pitch not really i mean i will yes and you if you insist but i, I think i think if you take a take two on that you're gonna be like all right well Right. We could throw that to the room. There's a better be joke like, to be he found. He could be like a homeless vigilante who yeah. just smells like cheese. Or maybe he's a cheesemonger type. How about, all right, can we just com- take the basic core of what you're saying and just make sure. it? Can he just play like a pig pen from Charlie Brown? Just he's like just gross? Yeah, just gross. Like, like the, the, just the, hygienically? Fucking the rest of the world just like, oh, you smell like shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, get out of here, pig pen. Yeah, like, there you go. Yeah, that's all I want. But he's Haley Joel Osment. Right. Yeah. And you feel for him. I'd watch it. He could be Hunchback in Notre Dame. That'd be cool. Yo. Physi- physically, he's almost there. I mean, right. he's got to fake the hunch. I'm not being a shithead. I just mean, like, he already sort of looks. Do you think differently abled people would feel some kind of way about that? Do I you mean, there, there was, like, a whole hashtag campaign against Wait, are we witches. rapidly approaching the point where we got to... Like, walk back Quasimodo or get only Hunchback? That's what I'm that saying. Character? We got to find Hunchbacks because, like, I've I've met one Hunchback in my whole life. A little weird. Yeah. I mean, like just weird because you're like, that's not how a body's supposed to look. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing about, like, don't make fun of the differently abled. No one's making fun of the differently abled. We're just saying that that isn't natural. That ain't right. And it's <laughs> not right. We're against it. No, I'm not against it. I just like you know. It's you're the, just saying it's funny. I'm just saying. You're just saying that they their existence is humorous to you. What I'm, I'm with you. N- sure. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that could be the headline. That's fine. No. What I'm really saying is just like you know. Same thing with like the body positivity thing that's happening, right? Which I like. I think it's wonderful. It's like oh yeah, if you like you know love who you are, no matter what shape or size you are. However medically we've run the numbers on this like you can't mm-hmm. sit there and say like being 150 pounds overweight is the same thing as being healthy it's right not it's better like well is it better is it better get more cushioning for what you know <laughs> what do you spills? need the extra cushion for spills S- slips and spills uh you know when you take a spill <laughs> i feel like it makes you more brittle because you because your body's working extra hard to think, hold up your fat all ass. that you know you're like the michelin man you know like, like you you got all that extra padding <laughs> And you can just roll down a whole hill, you know? I like that your best, like, all right, I got this checking mate is a fictional fucking marshmallow tire man. What is the Michelin man made out of? Why have we never really investigated that? And why is Michelin like the gold (laughs) standard of evaluating restaurant quality? I mean, it's the same company. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yes. Michelin tires and Michelin restaurants. There's a whole history there that I haven't fully looked into, but I know that much. You know what? I can tell you probably what it is, Mm. actually. Uh, Back in the day, like travelers, right? Like traveling salesmen, they were going across the country. So I think Michelin was also the tire company that would service the cars, but would also tell you, hey, this is the best restaurant fucking Route 6 in in Iowa, you know? Mm. That actually makes sense to me. I think that might be it. Crazy. It's gone too far. I think we can <laughs> you all want agree. to take down? Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's like, whatever happened to antitrust? If TR was here, he wouldn't stand for this shit. He's like, let me get this straight. 
there's cars <laughs> that would be the first thing that freaks him out and then he would immediately <laughs> i love how in every like time travel president scenario or like historical figure their first thing is wait what's that a car <laughs> Well, it's cuter because it's like he came back and TR liked the thing. Ben Franklin, right. not a president, immediately finds out about the A-bomb and it's like, fuck. Like, right. he drinks even harder because he's like, what's the point? Yeah, there's you know? 80 years after that. Yeah. You know, so I, mean, I just I, I feel like if, 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 you know, TR were around and he heard that Michelin was running both the tire game. Right. Plus the restaurant, the restaurant game. game. Plus having a, a, a creepy you pillow, think that man. That's like the monopoly he'd be most worried about. Is Not, the Michelin monopoly? I mean, top three. I mean, for sure. You know, like right. Disney. We just won't tell him about his his head. Like Tr's head would explode. Like the dude from Scanners. Like Amazon. If he no seriously, do you ever think about that? Like if, yeah. if they came back today and they're like, what the fuck? Like yeah, like it's fucked. There's like maybe three companies that own everything, and then some mom and pop joints. Everything is like a f- subsidiary of something. It's fucking crazy when you like map all that shit out. Do you want a conspiracy? That's that's what I believe. That's in. your it's conspiracy? not even a conspiracy. It's just a fact. I told you I wanted to do like a giant MMO just called conspiracy. Yeah. Where you like wake up in a grave. Yeah. A thin like a like a like a like a what's that called? A grave? Uh, well, like a narrow, uh, shallow uh, grave. Okay. Yeah, you're just shallow grave. Like, like, like right. they they barely bear. Like, you could <laughs> there's dirt in your eye, but like you're like I could see you, you know. Sure. Uh, and 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 then from there you have to go to the city where you literally get to pick your own conspiracy. Like, I wonder if some of these QAnoners would be better off if they could just like fall really deep into the throes of a virtual world that would sort of indulge that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we were watching that mythic quest show, the, uh, it's always the, sunny. The dude. Yeah. yeah. His show. And there's a part where they have like Nazis infiltrate the game. Right. And what do they do? They end up not kicking them out, which that was really genius. Just isolating to them to their to own server, specific server, yeah. which is something that I thought they like, ripped you off a little bit when we had talked about that. It's literally what happens. Right. Like, Roomba of racism. I think episode 80 or whatever. Yeah. I said, Hey, Let's put them all on one planet. And I was like, well, what's that going to solve? Now they're just going to band together and wage intergalactic war. And you're like, no, they'll just turn on each other. These (laughs) empty fucking humans. Which is exactly what happens in that episode. They're all just like fucking each other up. By the way, Rob McElhinney, I'm coming after you. Uh, Legal guns blazing. I think you should. Like litigation's incoming. Son of a bitch. Give it an ocular pat. I down. do love the show, by the way. It's real good. Just to let you know. Like I hope you can continue making it, but I also need my money. Uh no, but it's like I I don't I don't uh huh if you if if Go you on. if you could put them in a world like Cyberpunk twenty seven seven and they could just be like hey the Jews took over the world whatever the fuck that they want to believe in for that week and they want to run raids and do that I mean all right yeah like isn't that better than them you know like tiki torches and absolutely better yeah like let them get it out of their system i'm just saying i don't know like because that's the first response is this is the like banish like nazis give, give from them a simulated environment where they can act out all their but should be their first response supremacist fantasies if it, what if that's a virtual reality like, oculus so is fucking legacy is do, the, do you think that like we need to lead the charge on that like we need to create like an immersive white supremacist experience for these people sell it to them and that way they they can just like Oh, I'm scared of that because then it's like a, a documentary it, now thing yeah. where it's just like I start in with altruistic things and like and I then get it just <laughs> turns into a training module for like militias and stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, probably shouldn't do that. I'm more worried about the corruptive nature of what these things. What should we do about the Nazis? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because here's the thing. Like I would like to say, you know, my therapist would agree. There's not a single situation that gets improved with violence, but. I feel like we did just kill a lot of Nazis the yeah, first time around. Yeah, I feel like around. violence kind of ended World War II. Like, violence is, Like, you literally know, the answer to that. It was kind of the only answer. We tried all the other answers. That's right. the thing. We're they like, kept being like, okay, Hitler, you can have uh, yeah. you know, Finland or whatever. Yeah, just don't go into Czechoslovakia. Right. And he did it. And he's like, whoops, sorry. So, you know, in that one circumstance, precedent-wise. Also, I mean, Indiana Jones, ghost Nazis, mm-hmm. you know, ma- magic Jew- Jewish powers. Whoa. Isn't that what the Ark of the Covenant was? It was like magic There's Jewish magic powers. Magic Jewish powers? That like ripped yeah. their fucking faces off. Yeah. It was the power like, of God in a box. Either way, my point is, uh, violence seems to be the one answer to the Nazi problem. Right. I have yet to see a better... Sl- well, American History X, Edward Norton tries to get his brother out, but then he just gets shot by violence. Is that Edward Furlong in that movie? Yeah, Edward Furlong mm. is his brother. Two mm. Edwards. It's confusing. Right. How do you think that was on set? I don't know. I know Edward Norton took over that movie in the editing room, though. 
good. <laughs> it's better. I don't know that person. I know that fucking director is trying to do African history. Why? And I'm like, what? Like, and maybe it's going to be good. Mm. Don't want to be a shithead about it. Just mean, why are you? Uh, why are you? Uh oh. <laughs> It's never going to get old. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, I'm hyped. Um, I, I did want to ask you, though, yeah, like at the start me. of this episode, I'm like, yo, we're, we're 98 eps in, and I'm sorry to keep te- you know checking the temperature, uh-huh. you know, 98 degrees, uh, et cetera. But aside from, like, the numerical, uh, you know, meaning for you mm-hmm. and fears that are equated with yeah, that, Shakespeare yeah. and love, yeah. whatever good came out the of The band 98, 98 degrees, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, no good 98s. Uh, how are you feeling, man? Like, are you feeling... Uh, Nostalgic. You loving where the podcast is at? What do you want to do? Like you, you mentioned, like maybe we should just freeze it in amber. Maybe we should keep it going. Yeah, a part of me, like, and I still don't know. And I, I guess we have to probably make that decision pretty soon. I'll yeah. say this, which is like, I've never done anything that's lasted this long. We were raised on weird television standards, and the uh, the yeah. number hundred is like such a holy shit, you did it. That's important. It is. Uh, And I think about it like, you know, I don't want to announce anything or even talk about it, but, you know, in the desert, in the magical place where humans aren't, and that's why it's beautiful, uh, I think we, like, kind of cracked the code on this project we want to do, and and, and it's it's, it's that perfect thing that I always said it could be, which is, Mm -hmm. like, we can be weird and do our thing while doing something that's popular enough and broad. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, like, we're writing it right now, and we're, like, seven pages in, and I'm really excited about it, and it's, like, that was born out of our podcast. Like once we realized that like, oh, this idea is just a way to adapt the bits and shit that we wanted to do. And maybe we've always wanted to expand. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love this thing so much. A part yeah. of me thinks like you totally put it in Amber at a hundred because it's this living document. It doesn't mean we won't do something else, you know, right. but it's just like, I'm so scared of what, what my burrito becomes after this, you know? And it's like, am I, am I overthinking it or what's your deal? I, I think maybe you are overthinking it a little bit because like, at least where I'm coming from, like, you know, it, it's, it's one thing that we can always do mm-hmm. that'll make at least me feel productive right. for that week. You know, even if I do fuck all for the rest of the week, so right. as I get a burrito in, get it delivered to the masses, you know, I got something out there, baby. And it also idea generator, you know, we just keep coming up with ideas. Yeah, but do you do you think it's too narrow? You know, like do you, do you think that we should be? Yeah, I think that's the one thing as we've talked about this all the time is we do ourselves no favors down to the name, mm. like to the <laughs> images that we pick every week. Like, right. and it's fun and I love it. It's my like favorite thing that I do. But I just wonder. It's like, oh, we alienate people because it's so it's seemingly impenetrable. So in jokey. Yeah. 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 And so that's kind is. of my thing where it's like, okay, well, if we can change whatever where's my burrito is like right. uh, into our. Uh, to be announced fucking show that we're writing right now. Uh, and, and then, and then we still do something else. That's a little bit more polished, a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? I say we do a hard reboot. Okay. Is episode one Oh one. Okay. Get a soundboard in here. Do okay. like a crazy Ira and the douche, you know, okay. just go full like commercial sellout. I told you, I, I want a doorbell. I, I want, I, I want to get voice. I, I think, well, you know what? That's what it is. I don't think where's my burrito is going to change so much as I think, I think the logical course of it, make it worse. I think it's going to evolve one way or the other is kind of my point. Just something worse, right? Yeah, probably. No, because here's my thing, right? It's like as as we were mining things, I wrote like what two season outline for this yeah. thing that we're trying to do, and I'm just combing through the bits, and I'm like, oh, at some point we're gonna listen to all of these hundred episodes again, yeah, and we're going to find other bits that we like, mm-hmm. and it's like it, this is the gift that keeps sort of giving to us. Right. I think no matter what, it changes the minute. Like, okay, let's we make this thing and we start producing it. Anything that comes after that mm-hmm. is living in a world where we subconsciously we know like, oh, every bit is something we can revisit yeah as opposed to having that revelation like i don't know about you but like big bang like i had this fucking moment of clarity yeah when i realized like oh shit i think we can just take everything we've ever wanted to do and mm-hmm. and and think it out right <laughs> you know we have a lot of unproduced ideas in this show and it, like too many to list here right uh, but yeah like we, it's it's an idea machine but not only that mm-hmm. it is like a like you said, living document of where we're at in our lives. You know, yeah. it's documented. We've been doing this since 2018, like what, March 2018? Yeah. Is it? I thought it was before that, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was like because fe- I visited in February. Yeah. And did it after that. Okay. Uh, so like March, February 2018, we fucking dropped our first episode and we've just been going ever since. So like we've charted your move to Philly and then to LA. Yeah. You know, my move from getting Florida married. to Brooklyn. You yeah. got married. 
yeah, lot, lots of life events. So if we stop doing it, we stop documenting our lives. How am I going to remember <laughs> what I was like when I was 31? Well, again, I, I think I think we just start something else. I'm not saying that I'm 100% like going to stop the show. Right. I, I'm just saying like I think I think it's one of those things where like going forward, especially now that like, oh, you're going to be here for two more days as we record this. Hopefully yeah. we're going to record up to a episode 100 so we can be in the same room for it. I think right. they need to be. But it's one of those things like I feel like our efforts going forward, again, is going to be really involved in the thing we're writing. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, it just it just kind of fucking depends, especially because we don't know six months from now what anything's going to look at. You may be here in six months. You may move here. You may not move here. Right. Uh, there's like so many things going on that it's like there's variables. There's variables. And the one cool thing that I always had was like oh where's my burrito is going to be there to document it you know yeah. and so like I, I'm in no hurry to end it but at the same time it does feel like we've reached this like like sorry to be a basic Campbell bitch it feels like we've reached this threshold mm-hmm. and like when you cross it things do change and right. I just think it's really interesting it feels like in a weird way that where's my burrito is always this thing to get us to this point yeah uh, and you know maybe the next hundred episodes brings us to the next story we want to do. You right. know, I want to say here in 98, I do love my Netflix movie Groundhog's Day. I think that's a great fucking idea that someone can do. Everyone likes a meta story. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, I wouldn't have thought of that ordinarily. I did it because I'm in a fucking room with you and right. I get to bullshit, you know? So we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't want to be too self-congratulatory. I, I, I do think it's the thing I'm so fucking proud of. And, yeah. and, and it is the thing like kind of repaired our friendship. I mean, like, yeah. There's an emotional aspect to that, no matter how you look at it, you know? Absolutely. No, I mean, it's it's definitely, like, been a, a fucking feature in both of our lives for the past, you know, two years. Almost going on three. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll see where this, you know, crazy podcast road takes us. I'm excited to, like, you know, dive deeper into this writing project. Right. You know? We'll see what happens. Probably have to do as soon as we stop yeah, recording. Probably. We got time. Oh, <laughs> responsibilities. Uh, been doing a lot of watching TV and yeah. not so much. Uh, it's been fun, done. though. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we watched a lot of things. Yeah. We watched things. Yeah. What's your favorite thing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> don't answer that. I don't really want to know what your favorite thing is. I oh. am really happy. Well, I mean, because I know probably. I don't know. Uh, I'm happy you're having a good time. Yeah. I'm glad you came out to LA because that's the weird thing is I haven't seen you in about a year like right. since I left. And it's weird because I like this whole thing has been a weird time travel thing anyway. I don't mm-hmm. really think about it. You saw your mom recently. But I did. I haven't seen my mom since October, right before I got married, right before I got married. I haven't seen a lot of people in over a year. And right. it's like a weird thing when you actually figure that out because time is both moving super fast and super slow at the same time. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm glad you came here. I don't want to yeah. be all emotional about it. it no, yeah, I'm, I'm very glad I came here. And I'm going to be back too. I'm leaving in a couple of days, but I got to be here for, you know, a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, we wrote some stuff, walked around LA, uh, yeah. got in and out burger three times. Wow. And, uh, you know, just like a, a quick aside here yeah. in and out. It's just as good as I thought it was. Yeah. You know, there's always that tension for me where it's like, am I just hyping this up? Is it not as good as Shake Shack? Right. And I can answer that question. It is at least as good. At least as good as Shake Shack. I didn't know those two were uh, battling. Because yeah. I always get really obsessed, by the way, like mm-hmm. about um, warring enterprises. Right. You know? Because like, we talked a little bit about Popeyes and KFC, right? And I was just like, the Colonel. It's like not even a competition at this point, by the way. Oh no, it's not. But 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 I just still just find it really amazing that that like yeah. those origin stories overlapped. You know right. what I mean? Uh, or no, it was Wendy's. It was Dave Thomas and, and the Colonel. Those two had beef, which is fucking amazing when you start to think about oh, it. Oh shit! Really? Uh, Dave Thomas got oh, yeah, his start being a Kentucky person on the, yeah, on the podcast. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, I thought that was amazing. I love anytime there's like these fast food wars, right? And we like Burger King, McDonald's. I feel, I feel, and maybe that's just perception. It's like that, that was always a very well established, like, even if Burger King might be better to people, mm. McDonald's is McDonald's. Like, it's right. always going to be up here, you know? Uh, and so it's like, you know, the fact that In N Out and Shake Shack have this like blood feud going on. Well, I don't even know if it's like the corporate enterprises themselves are just the people who you know frequent them they're like yo we got beef with the- that's nothing worse than yeah. like uh you know some people taking it upon themselves like brand loyalists yeah get out of here i guess we all do that though fucking corporate yeah but we do and like xbox versus playstation is a thing yeah but i don't Apple care versus android i would say stuff like this like i used to get so fucking mad at modern family for 
for just keep winning. Just oh, yeah. Stay winning, right. bro. Like, it made me so I, mad. I thought you were going to tell me they, like, threw a lot of gas on the, you know. That'd be amazing. PS4. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It was, like, Modern Family won, and, and it kept winning, and it was in the era of Parks and Rec and, like, uh, other shows that I was like, this is better than, and it kept yeah. winning. And it's just, like, then I actively started being shitty to anyone who liked Modern Family, like, because I was like, yeah, you're 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 emblematic of what's wrong with the world. Right. This milk toast fucking competent sitcom. But what I'm saying is fucking uh, uh god, who wrote that fucking show? Uh Chris Lloyd uh and and Mike Sure would never want their fans to war with the other people. Right. It's the evil that men do in the name of false gods like right. and in this case Shake Shack and in an Outburger, you know? People just get all tribal about shit. But you know, I'd rather them be that way about in and out versus Shake Shack than right. like being white versus not. Yeah, I guess that's like a better thing, but it's all emblematic. You At some what? point, it's going to be like the food choices Is that you the like. Solution? Maybe we just like really hype up like different brand like <laughs> competitions, distract people. No, from like you know, like just fill in that whole. Thing. No, I'm going to tell you why. Right. Because England has like a hooligan culture where like people yeah. are like, "Hey, uh, just really love your soccer team more than anything right. else," and then they love them to the point of beating the fuck out of people. Right. Like so, I. I I feel like I like the hearts, not like Arsenal. (laughs) Well, I mean, like that's like what's gonna happen. Like, so when I think of food wars, and like that's why I'm so fascinated with Pizza Hut. Because it like like a hut is hut. is like pre civilization like in my mind right so it's right. just like there was a literal pizza hut in caveman times and there right. was like warring pizza factions like that's adorable to me yeah. um, but it's still gonna lead to the same thing which is like people are gonna be fighting over just it. violence yeah but I think it would be less violence mm. and that's the solution It'd be more food related violence well I would rather have it be food related than the other one what if like a serial killer just started going around and like you know killing people with food it wouldn't be good they'd be dead the serial killer no the people he's killing oh okay well what happened right okay all right yeah because for too long we've sat here and said that you know even statistically it's supported that right it's a constant feature on our podcast you know intermittently that we do remind you that women can be serial killers too (laughs) and that's important it's kind of like my one mission it's like the one thing i've advocated consistently for nearly 100 episodes is that you know women are slept on Mm-hmm. You know, right? They commit atrocities sometimes. Yeah, and we need to acknowledge that and celebrate it. Well, as a fact. <laughs> yeah, the fact that it happened, not right. as a thing not to be so celebrated. Much like, hey, you go, girl. Right. Like, boss bitch. Yeah, you know, it's like not like MLK it's not like Day. A, yeah. yeah. 